Welcome to PlayStation Daily, I'm John Blanco, and today we've got a news rundown. That's right, it's the cable news for games. There's just so much going on right now, especially with games to play, that I felt like I had to stop today and do a full sort of news day. I couldn't pick just one thing, there was just too much going on, so let's get into a little bit. I want to start with... We got a list of the sales numbers from 2023. These are the top downloaded games for PS5. This does not include disc sales. This is just downloads from the store. And uh, it's an interesting list with a few little surprises in there. It really goes to show you that if you are in a bubble of like-minded people, you might not understand what's happening outside of your bubble. And as gamers, we also exist in a bubble of gamers where we don't see what's happening outside and this top 20 list does reflect that first of all the top downloaded game is hogwarts legacy uh no surprise there in fact we, we've kind of known that news already an excellent game and you're you're tapping into the harry potter universe uh this is a game that wasn't on the switch when it released so there's there's less consoles to pick from and uh yeah it was playstation's uh, number one um, downloaded game followed second by call of duty modern warfare 3 which shouldn't surprise me i understand it shouldn't surprise me it's a it's a it's a it's a popular game what does surprise me is it comes in at number two but i think it came out in the last third of the year and it also surprised me a little bit because it, it it was a very poorly reviewed game. And I would have thought, you know, enough sales that came after day one would have maybe staunched it or whatever. But nope, Modern Warfare 3 is second on the list, followed by Marvel's Spider-Man 2. So, yeah, bit of a crime there, but, uh, you know, I get it. <laughs> this is a series that people have been playing year after year after year. There's a lot of people that only play Call of Duty games on their console, believe it or not. Spider-Man 2 at number 3, and then at 4, we've got Madden 24, and at 5, we have NBA 2K24, which, honestly, I didn't realize they were that close. I just, I I'm, I don't play either one of them, but I, I didn't think that they were that close in the standings. It gets a little weird here at number 6, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. You know, we're tapping into the Star Wars universe, the second game in the series, Followed by Baldur's Gate 3. Now that was the that was a surprise to me. It shouldn't be. But that was the game of the year on most people's lists. And for for almost the entirety of the year, well, what it came out when uh September, I want to say. Yeah, it was September 6th. It was a console exclusive on the PlayStation. Remember, it didn't come out on Xbox until I think uh right after the Game Awards, actually. So, yeah, but it but still Jedi Survivor uh, took that over Baldur's Gate 3 at number seven, followed by Diablo 4. Now, if you want to say, well, of course, a Star Wars game, especially one of that that uh, Survivor series, Fallen Order series, which is a very good series, beats out Baldur's Gate 3 because it's like a fringe Dungeons and Dragons turn based game, which is not everybody's cup of tea. I'd be OK. But Diablo 4 coming in behind Baldur's Gate 3 does surprise me. I would have thought that would have been the higher one if, if you would ask me. Uh, 
And then number nine, EA Sports FC 24. That's basically FIFA without the FIFA license. And at number 10, Mortal Kombat 1. Now, they gave the top 20. I'm not going to read through all those, but a couple of surprises here. Final Fantasy 16 came in at number 12. That one, that one is weird to me. This is the Final Fantasy series. This is a, this is, you know, it's not a movie series. There's a movie, I guess. It's not a movie series, but this is one of the most famous video game series. And while this game didn't have what we usually see in a Final Fantasy game, I mean, it was it was a Final Fantasy game. I was surprised it was at number 12, honestly. And it came out earlier in the year, so it had much more time to sell. And then following that, Resident Evil 4, and I would... I would argue the same thing. A uh, very well-known series. I'm surprised they came in down at 13. Not to say these are bad numbers at all. Um, I mean, like, look, they're right behind Mortal Kombat 1. Pretty well-known series. But, uh, you know, Resident Evil 4 was nominated for Game of the Year. Final Fantasy 16, some argued, should have been nominated for Game of the Year. Um, interesting. Rounding out the list is also pretty fun. Number 19, Street Fighter 6. Look at that. Mortal Kombat 1 came in at number 10 and released much later in the year. Street Fighter 6 came out in the spring and it's number 19 on the list. That is not a good sign for those two for for that that game in the in the two the two heavy uh I don't even know what I'm talking about here. Uh the two major fighting game series, the head to head Mortal Kombat 1 easily outselling Street Fighter 6. Um, I don't know if that tells you a lot about we're looking for cinematics more in our fighting games these days, or I don't know. I, I If I had to guess, I would say Mortal Kombat characters are more indelible, they're more memorable, they're more beloved than what we currently have with Street Fighter characters. Yeah, we have Ryu. Yeah, we have Ken. Um, but... I don't know the cinematics of Mortal Kombat one, the the fatalities, the the pomp and circumstance. I, that might just be what the market is right now. So we'll see what happens with Street Fighter's future. Number twenty, by the way, GTA Five, <laughs> a ten year old game that does receive updates. Don't get me wrong; it doesn't look like a ten year old game, but uh, still sitting pretty at number twenty. The top PSV VR two game is a game called Pavlov, which I will be honest, I had not even heard of until today. Um, that was the uh, the number one game. Now, aside from that sales news, which is more interesting than really useful, um, we play what we want to play. Uh, what do we got going on? There's There are games aplenty going on. This is not your normal January and February we usually have where there's nothing to do. And one of the things that you might not even realize is Diablo 4 just began, as I'm recording this, today... Uh, they're season three. And uh, what is their season three? Now, if you if you play the original Diablo four or, you know, uh, got into season one, season one had some issues and and, and chased a lot of people away. Um, I did jump into season one. I also jumped into season two. I'm not sure yet what I'll be doing if I'm going to play season three. I, I, I don't find the game that entertaining, but I'm also like ah, it's hard pressed not to like at least dork with it because I can. Um, some of the stuff that you're going to see in season three, um, it's all revolving around. It's the season of the construct. Um, so you'll get this little, uh, you know, Android thing or whatever, and you can build it and and power it the way you want to power it. They're going to have um, 
some some new areas. Uh, there's an area called a vault. It's a new activity where you can dive in and attempt to avoid traps for a chance at some bonus loop. Bonus loot, I'm sorry. Um, hell tides are now always available. So before you had to kind of wait for certain time periods to do the hell tides where you can really, you know, grind and 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 fight uh, these tough battles. Uh, now they're kind of always available. Um, so uh, you have you have that to look forward to in this season. And uh, yeah, just the normal things. I mean, you're going to be fighting a lot of monsters and whatever, and it, and it all revolves around around there. So um, if you're looking for something to do and you already have Diablo, you can dive into season three. That's that begins by, by the time you hear this, it's already begun. We also have great reviews coming in for the Like a Dragon, uh, the second game in the Like a Dragon series. This is Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And I don't know if you ever played the uh, the first game, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, it's named a little differently. I think we've talked about this. Yakuza is known as Like a Dragon in Europe, and they are just sort of um, going all in on that name. So the... Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon game was sort of like a reboot of the series, which I think series all need to do. But sometimes you need a good jumping in point and you don't feel overwhelmed. And I played it on Game Pass at the time and I really enjoyed it. I played through the whole thing. It's it, it can become a fairly long game. It's pure RPG. There's a lot of chat and, and that sort of thing. But it's funny. It's gorgeous. Um, it's a good time. The, the, the main character, Ichiban, I believe his name is. Uh, he's a funny dude. And Infinite Wealth is a continuation of this rebooted story. Now, it does bring in the main character from the earlier Yakuza games. And I never really played them, so I really don't know much about him. Um, but this one takes place in Hawaii. There's a lot of Hawaii-themed uh, outfits and jokes and that sort of thing. I'm really interested in it. Uh, I'm not going to be playing it now. Um, I may want to actually play through the first game again just to get a real feel for it. But the reviews have been good, and I wanted to share uh, just a little bit about what IGN said about it. And that is that, I mean, for longtime Yakuza fans, that the game is a brawler, but this game is a turn-based game, right? The, the new Like a Dragon series here. It's turn-based, and um, in this new game, Infinite Wealth, they it's still turn-based, but it's not like, I don't know if you've played older turn-based games, you know, we look at this character and it waits for you to do something and then look at this character and waits for you to do something. It has a kind of a newer fluid style where you still do take turns, but you have the ability to move around and position yourself and make your move. And it reminds me of like later Final Fantasy games. Um, it also eliminated uh, what they called a difficulty curve. And I can I can attest there were parts in um, the last game where I was just overwhelmed. I was like, oh my goodness. And I had, to, I had to go around and just grind for an hour or two and just to, to get past the difficulty curve. So it just sounds like this game is a whole lot better than the last game. It looks like it clocks in at about 50 hours to complete. And uh, yeah, I, I I would highly recommend this one. In fact, let me see. Is is Like a Dragon, is that on PS Plus? I, I want to say it actually is on PS Plus Extra. Am I wrong on that? Well, it's $59.99 right now. It is not on PS Plus. I thought it was at one point, but it is not. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play Infinite Wealth at some point, but I do want to replay Like a Dragon. Um, but this is a good one, and uh, this one comes out, I think, January 26th. 
So if you're looking for a good turn-based game, a funny RPG, uh, this this could be right up your alley. It looks like it's pretty good and comes out in a few days. This Friday. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. This is the Metroidvania that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, their development team sent out a message. Since the release of Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown last week, our teams have been amazed by the warm welcome you've given our game. After launching to strong critical acclaim, it's amazing to see players sharing such love and positivity for a game. It has been an honor to develop a game for such a prestigious and beloved brand. I have been enjoying this game. So I've been playing this game. I decided to play it on the Switch. Um, this way it wouldn't interfere with The Last of Us, and that was a, a great decision on my part. When I checked out the demos for both the Switch version and the PlayStation version while I was evaluating where I should get it, I did say that they're the same. They play the same, whatever. I have noticed in my play, uh, especially during the cutscenes, there's definitely some frame droppage going on. It can be a little bit abrupt, not super smooth. So for that, I would say the PlayStation version probably is a little better graphically if you're looking for, you know, if portability is not important to you, if you're a TV player and you have both consoles, I would say go for the PlayStation version. But um, in terms of gameplay, it's been super smooth and great on the Switch. I've really enjoyed my time. Um, it's it's I haven't played as much as I want to because The Last of Us is just consuming me like crazy and that no return mode. So um, but I am I am putting in time at night and getting through bosses and, and going through levels. It does a lot of interesting things that I haven't seen other Metroidvanias do. I feel like they are I don't want to say the term innovate. I think that's maybe too strong a word. But it's not completely formulaic. There's some different things going on, some interesting story beats and whatever that, um, you know, that I didn't see in Blasphemous 2 or lots of other Metroidvanias I played. So I definitely recommend it. It's a good time. Last on the list, and I did not think I would be talking about this game, but it's starting to surprise me, and I'm beginning to wonder if I might play it. Helldivers 2. I don't think Helldivers 2 is an exclusive. I might be wrong on that. It, let me just check and see. Oh, Helldivers 2 is not. Oh, I did not know. Maybe I should know. Maybe I should prep a little bit better. Helldivers is Sony IP. So this is a console exclusive. This has been a game I've I've turned my I've largely turned my 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 back on. Now I enjoyed Outriders. Outriders came out a few years ago. Uh, I had Game Pass at the time, and I thought I'd give it a go. And Outriders is just a game where you go, and you do quests, and you you get loot, and you get stronger weapons, and you do tougher quests. It is what I like to call the, um, the monster hunter loop, right? The purpose of hunting the monsters is so that you can get stronger and hunt bigger monsters. I've been watching the Helldivers 2 videos as they come because that's what I do. That's my job here, folks. But they put out a new video, and you can see it on their PlayStation channel on YouTube. Uh, it's about a four-minute video with a couple of the developers, and they really went deep dive into the game. And I'm starting to get interested in this game. Uh, I'm starting to get interested. It comes out on February 8th. And it really is that Monster Hunter loop where you have a bunch of different missions you can do. Now, they call them objectives. Uh, an objective can have one or more missions. So you, you do an objective and you might do multiple things, um, various different missions. But either way, you know what you know what it is. It's a quest, right? 
And you go, you do it, you get rewarded for it, you get loot, you can use that to get outfits and guns and that sort of thing. And um, it's interesting. They also have a lot of optional things. They have uh, quests where you have to like beat enemies in a certain way. And I'll be honest, because I've been into the No Return game, a lot of it reminds me of No Return, where it's not just the same quest over and over again, but there's different um, customizations to it that can help make it more interesting. Now, it is a shooter. It's not a first-person shooter. It's a third-person shooter, just like Outriders, and that's what that's what keeps me interested in it. Um, it's online multiplayer. Here's the thing. This game is $39.99, so this is not going to set you back $70. Bucks. Um, this is a, a smaller scope game. And also, the developers have promised to, like, be involved with you. Um, they talked about in this video that they're, you know, observing the game and seeing what players do. And they're going to be kind of, like, reacting, not in real time, but it sounds like they'll be reacting with different objectives and missions and things they want to do as they watch you play in reaction to how the players are playing the game. I'll be honest. If you ask me right now, I'm probably, like... I don't know. I I may not get to it, but the fact that it starts on February eighth, I might, I might be tempted to jump in and try it. I really don't know. I really don't know. It would certainly cut into Monster Hunter time for sure, and I don't know if I want to do that. But give it a look. This this is a lot more interesting than I thought it was. Give it a look. Give their their most recent video a look, and uh, very exciting. Very exciting. This is a PlayStation exclusive, so that's that's pretty cool. All right. That's all I have. That is your news rundown for the day. Um, we'll get back to topics again tomorrow. PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. Email me topic ideas, news, or feedback for the show at PlayStationDailyPod at gmail.com. We're on threads at PS Daily Pod and Facebook at Facebook.com slash PS Daily Pod. I got kicked off of Facebook for about 30 minutes again today and then got let back on. I don't know what to do about it, but um, if you try it, I'm not there. Just give it a little bit. I don't know what Facebook is up to. Hope you've enjoyed today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow, but until next time. PlayStation.